welcome back to Simply Soccer. I am your host, Michelle Hooting, back with my co-host, Christian Conway. The world is a better place when we win the home opener. And it was a really fantastic home opener. I just want to start by saying thank you to everybody who stopped by to say hi, and um, thank you all for listening, and we really appreciate you. I can't uh, really emphasize enough. My friends felt very welcome. Uh, I had a group of friends that it was their first time at the game, and then it was interesting because then my friend's husband, his childhood friends that he ended up kind of by chance running into at the game, turns out they are longtime Galaxy fans. Um, I was surprised when two of her other friends showed up and they already had community kits. I was like, what's going on? I thought you guys were, were new fans. So... Um, yeah, it, it was I mean, a lot, a lot of fun. The TIFO looked amazing, Christian, because I know you it, were over at V Block. Yeah, I mean, it, it, what a what a day in V Block. I mean, I haven't really felt the stadium that energetic in a very long time. It, it does feel, and I, I remember we talked about this kind of um, with the guys from uh, LA's Our House before the game. But it, it does feel like th- there's something different around this year. Like I don't know how to explain it, but and I, and as I've kind of seen on Twitter, and especially, it's easy to kind of say this after a home opener in which they played incredibly well. And we'll, again, we're going to dive into that here in a second, but it does just feel like everyone's committed in a way that the past, I'd say four years have lacked. And I understand the past two years have the context of a global pandemic and the uncertainty of dealing with that. But for some reason this year just feels a little different and it feels a little more, I don't know if enthusiastic is the right word, but it just feels like everyone's committed in a way that we haven't had for a very long time. Yeah, I've always maintained um, my optimism, and I know Christian, uh, it's interesting because as well as I think the Galaxy did in this match, I don't have the same um, adjectives you do. I would say yours are very, not hyperbolic, but there there definitely is something uh, to what you're saying when you're like, this was fantastic, and that guy looked fantastic, and we'll get into those details. Oh, of course the English teacher shows up. I know, right? I, I think that it was a very good match. Um, did the t- both teams play good? Not necessarily. It was a, a tight match. Um, obviously, the Galaxy defense was kind of shaky at the, at the very beginning. Bond, though, only had to make the one save. So that defense concern that comes from Galaxy fans and uh, critics alike, I understand what what they're where they're coming from what they're saying but like my and i'm jumping kind of ahead but my man in the match if he and i don't mean to be such a perfectionist but if he hadn't been kind of shaky and made some easy giveaways and mistakes at the beginning uh raheem edwards um he's you know got like a hundred caps i think or something close to it um he's he should be comfortable playing left back um, he's not familiar with the position, but what I what ends up being really um, not just positive, but like all the potential that you see, his assist to Chicharito, yes, but um, I just feel like he ended up being very solid. Well, I mean, let's let's talk about home openers and the first game of the season, right? Because I think they always are games where, as we said on our our preview podcast, you know. We're going to make wild conjecture about a lot of things, and I, I, I'm looking, hmm. you know, at Twitter and, and, and social media, the Galaxy Facebook groups, which always are 
bastions of rational ideology, um, heavy sarcasm applied there. Um, you know, look, we played an NYCFC team, yes, defending MLS Cup champions. They hadn't lost in four and a half months. That's a very long time. Um, and yeah, they had the midweek CONCACAF Champions League game. And yeah, you know, you can you can make the very strong argument that NYCFC's focus probably wasn't on this game. Like, the, the CONCACAF Champions League, you know, the, the ever-elusive holy grail of the first MLS Cup, to, or the first MLS team to win CONCACAF Champions League has really affected a lot of teams. No team that played in the CONCACAF Champions League in midweek won in their games on that weekend. Now, that being said, NYCFC is still a good team. And yes, they probably played their best starting 11. I mean, Tati Castellanos, Maxi Morales, Sean Johnson and goal. I mean, uh, Chano, like they all were there. So it wasn't like the Galaxy were playing, you know, a B team. And, and you know, you can have questions about Talos Magno for NYCFC. And yes, you know, Ronnie Dyla struggles in fields that are a little bit wider than his familiar confines in, in Yankee Stadium. But let's be honest here. I mean, for a first game, that's the best the Galaxy have looked in a very long time. And, you know, yes, I, I agree with you. That first, I'd say, 20 minutes, there was a lot of uncertainty and there was a lot of kind of, well, how does this all work? Adding in Douglas Costa, you know, Raheem Edwards, Starling, but Julian Araujo kind of being his counterfoil, you know, how does that balance work? That's all about reps, right? Like, I mean, we talk a lot about when it comes to defenses, we talk about reps. We talk about them needing time together. Well, that back four hasn't had a lot of time together. So, of course, you know, there's going to be a couple of defensive switches where they don't get the cycling right. And that's, in the first game of the season, that's okay. Like, they won. Like, it's okay that, you know, maybe there's a broken play here or whatever. And, I mean, the the play that I point to where I'm like, it's the Galaxy defense being the Galaxy defense again is Sega Koulibaly in the 92nd minute after Chicharito scores his goal because he's got to know better than to just head it wildly to the top of the box when you're up a goal and you know NYCFC is pressing hard. Like, But think about the major defensive issues in this game, right? There weren't many. I mean, we talked about Jonathan Bond only having to make one save, but it never looked like the game was ever out of control, that that the Galaxy were just holding on. When I think a lot of games last year, it was just the Galaxy holding on at times, like just barely trying to get through. But it, it did feel oddly comfortable. Now, I think you bring up a good point about kind of everything looking a little tentative, a little sluggish, a little kind of out there. It's the first game of the season. Um, and I agree with you. I think Raheem Edwards is is, is man of the match. And uh, again, we'll, we'll get to some more of his contribution in a bit here. But you know, as an as an overarching thing, it never looked at any point for me that this was falling out of the Galaxy's control. And in, in fact, you know, we get to about the 65th minute, and I start thinking to myself, man, the Galaxy really should have a goal here. Like, why have they scored? And, you know, I, I you know I thought Douglas Costa looked good in his debut. I didn't think he looked great. I think that's understandable. And Chicharito today in the press conference before the Charlotte game, which later in the episode we'll get into, he told Douglas Costa, look, you know, this league takes time to get used to, but, you know, he he earned his debut with a yellow card, and I thought he he had a couple of moments um, where I think he brought something the Galaxy lacked, which is he wasn't afraid to shoot from the wing positions. And I think we've dealt with a lot of Galaxy wingers and Cabral and, and Grandsir, and then you can go down the list, who, when they're in positions of beneficial attacking moments, they kind of freeze and cross rather than driving or, you know, taking the shot or something like that. I think 
that incisiveness and also his dribbling ability, which we saw a couple of times. We didn't see it fully, but I think that's just him kind of only on three days rest, you know, playing with a team he's barely played with. There, there were moments in this game where it felt so much more complete than I think it ever looked last season. Yeah, I'm thinking that alcohol plays a little bit and of, uh, of an effect on Ray Hudson levels of commentary, especially post-match um, when we're all hanging out in the parking lot and we're high on the energy. And man, did the fans bring the energy. It really was a full house, um, 25,174 uh, in attendance. Um, you know, you're coming off of that, and like you said, you know, it's the first game of the season where even though, you know, I hear a lot of this doesn't really matter right now, like the Galaxy are in fourth place, and I had even asked you before the recording, like, why is it fourth and not third, because Nashville and us have the same goal differential and everything, and maybe it's yellow cards, but like, who cares right now, right? But it's also that... Yeah, there's something different about this team and the commitment that they're bringing. Like, as much as I say that Douglas Costa was trying too hard, um, and, you know, it's just, again, like you said, he has to be able to give, be given time to develop chemistry and gel more with the team. The fact that he was trying that much out there, I'm good with it. Um, you know, he didn't have much of a preseason. And then looking at the opponent, NYCFC, they had more playtime. They started earlier than the Galaxy did. They played all through last year to MLS Cup. And then to be able to come to LA and play uh, the CONCACAF Champions League. It's, it's amazing that the game on both teams looked as good as it did. Yeah, I, I think the to, to quickly interject here, I think what mm. why it looked so good was there was a quiet confidence about the Galaxy. I think at times last year, the Galaxy projected confidence, but you never really believed it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, you... Fe- <laughs> it was definitely like they were earning an Oscar, right? <laughs> right. Like, you felt if something went wrong, then all of a sudden this whole entire thing implodes. But, you know, there were so many moments in this game where just it was just quiet confidence. It was, okay, well, if this gets out of our hands, then we're okay. We can we can figure it out. And I think they lacked that a lot last year. And, and again, it, it, it points to maybe... You know, this concept of, okay, well, maybe Cabral's a little bit more settled. And I thought Cabral had a phenomenal preseason. And, mm-hmm. and I thought he looked decently good in this game. Yeah, he had good runs. Yeah, and, and, and you talk about Victor Vasquez. And yeah, Victor Vasquez isn't going to play 34 games in the season. He simply can't. I mean, physically, he's at a point in his career where that's just never going to happen. But if you look at the stats in this game, I mean, I know, I know, I know. I, I say it all the time on this podcast. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something that I usually say you shouldn't do. But if you look at total team XG in this game, the Galaxy had 1.9 to 1. I mean, the Galaxy should have had two goals, and I, I agree with this. And, I mean, they had high percentage chances, 15 shots mm-hmm. on goal. Mm-hmm. or Sorry, 15 shots, six to- shots on goal. They won the passing battle. You know, they won every battle that, you know, if you're, you know, if you're looking at a game where you want to see, like, they won every battle in terms of on the stat sheet and I know games are not played on the stat sheet. If it was, then we'd just all be playing football manager and it'd be great. But it just they they want everything that you want to see on a statue that says yes this was a complete performance, and they did all that you know. Outside of the X's and O's, were there moments where the galaxy looked a little shaky? Well, yeah, but I, I mean it's the first game of the season, and over a ninety minute period in a game, you're going to have moments when your team looks shaky. That's just the reality of of our sport, and you know I think the galaxy would have been a little bit less you know 
less equipped to deal with that in previous seasons. And then you look at the the player positioning map. I mean, the Galaxy basically were playing in almost what looks like, you know, a, a 2-4-4. Four, four. I mean, they, they were just that comfortable in the attack that, you know, Raheem Edwards and Julian Araujo were able to pin themselves so high to the, the halfway line that... NYSUC didn't really have an answer. And you look at, you know, Herbert and, and Tati Castellanos and, and Maxi Morales, you know, they were so separated from the rest of their team that NYSUC just couldn't do anything. And if you look at the positional report as well and the player positions, the one encouraging thing I'm really excited about is behind that attacking quartet of, um, you know, Cabral, uh, Vasquez, Chicharito, and Douglas Costa, you notice how tight in the center circle, Marky Delgado and Ryan Revolution are. And I think that's going to be an interesting thing to see through the rest of the season, because I think basically what Greg Vanny told them was play like you have a string attached to one another and you can't separate that string. And I think that double pivot is really going to help the Galaxy because it allows one of them to play defense, the other to ping a pass to an attacking set or a fullback and then really offset teams and then you know, use Vasquez as kind of a floating number 10 to offset defenses and to quickly move into transition. I don't think this is a team like Vanny Laster, who was so obsessed with possession to the point of fault, I think, at times, um, that it had to always be, you know, on the front foot possession. We have to have 60% possession. I think this is a team that's more than happy to, at times, sit back and say, okay, come at us. We're going to have Marky or Ryan win the ball, and then the other's going to ping it up to Raheem or Julian or you know, Leardown, whoever it may be. And we bet that Chicharito running into space, you know, Douglas Costa running into space, Cabral running into space, we bet we're going to win that battle. And I, I I, don't think that's a bad gamble. Um, you know, but again, you know, I could have the defense been a little bit sharper, could have been a little bit more of a comfortable, quote unquote, clean sheet, maybe. But I look at the defensive numbers that I see and I'm, I, you know, they only concede, you know, they only conceded nine shots, one shot on goal, the, the save that Bond made. I, I don't hate that. And, and also keep in mind, you know, the Galaxy were notorious for winning games last year, but they would just allow Jonathan Bond to get absolutely shot to pieces. This is a defense that's not going to let that happen again this year. And I think that makes this team just so much more solid. Yeah, and for the Galaxy to take on such a challenging team, like first thing out of the gate and to be able to step up the way they did, definitely. Um, you know, the club and Vanny improved as a result um, in stats, but also I would say obviously in in the play i mean they they won the home opener they got a shutout um you know we got to see a sweet release uh, of all that build-up and all that tension of chicharito's goal and i think his celebration i i you know he's earned my respect i'm very excited i love uh, to watch him play. I love that he's part of this team. I thought it was a bit over the top to get so emotional so fast, but I also understand, you know, what it means for him. And what I would like to see from the Galaxy um, more, just from my takeaways from this match, um, is winning the ball more and keeping the ball. Um, the possession, I know, you know, we say stats don't really mean anything, um, but that was just some of the concerns that I had as I saw the, the Galaxy uh, just trying to get the ball back. Well, I, what I would say about Chicharito celebrating in that way is we, we have, we, if we have not noticed one thing about Chicharito over the past, I'd say, two years, we know he's an emotional guy. Like, we, we've seen this so many times over with Chicharito. He plays with emotion. He gives himself 110% in everything he does. And, I mean, he's talked about it. You know, he's talked about, you know, like, he's been very open about his mental health struggles, mm -hmm. about his struggles with injury, about his struggles with personal life. You know, he's a guy that wears his heart in his sleeve. So him 
peeling off like that to celebrate a win, a win like that, that's just who he is, I think. And I think we have, you mm. know, we have to quote unquote make peace with it. I don't think we have to make peace with it. I love it personally because it's clear that he's invested in this club. Um, I agree with you. I think winning second balls was a bit of an issue for the Galaxy at times. Um, I think that falls under the preseason rust category. Um, I think, you know, the way they hounded NYCFC in possession was was pretty impressive. Um, and I thought and I thought the, the the leader of that kind of that that press was was Raheem Edwards. And I thought he was absolutely fantastic. Um, I do think there is a concern that and this is true of any team that looks like it's going to be a team that's more than happy to give up opportunities in transition so that you'll get those opportunities in transition. The shape sometimes did fall apart a little bit, um, but that's going to happen. Um, but I do think, you know, I don't think the Galaxy last year go into the uh, the 90th minute against the defending MLS Cup champions at nil-nil and look at that. I mean, even in the 70th minute, you know, when, when, when Vinny starts making substitutions, but it's oh. not, you know, Saldana, it's Sasha Kledgeton. It's not, you know... It's something defensive. It's Samuel Grancier. You know, it's 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 these pragmatic moves to try and exert more pressure on the match. I don't think you take the Galaxy of last year looking at a nil-nil draw against the defending MLS Cup champions on opening day at home. If you ask them, are you going to go for it, you know, for a win? They, they tell you completely no. Like, a point's great for us. But this Galaxy team went for it. And look what happened. They got rewarded for it. And I think... Yes, of course, there will be. It's a 34-game season. We have 33 more weeks to go. You know, like, there will be weeks where they go for it and they don't get it or they get punished for it. That, it's the reality of our league. It's the reality of our sport. But I don't think the Galaxy in the 90th minute last year see that broken play or, or have anyone like Raheem Edwards or, you know, like Chicharito look at that broken play and think, I have an opportunity here. You know, if I just win possession, I can get Chicharito in and we score. And again how much of a stereotypical Chicharito goal was that, you know, it was that goal, right? That's, that is the Chicharito goal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, get him in the box, get him against the defender, have him skid him and just ping it top corner. But I don't think they had a player like Raheem Edwards or, or not a player, a confidence like Raheem Edwards had to say, looking at this broken play, instead of tracking back and playing defensively and yeah, we get the point and that's great and that's awesome to more look at it and say, I think I can make something here. And I think that's what's, what was so kind of why everyone reacted to the home opener in that way it was it was they were on the front foot, but they were also proactive instead of reactive. And it's felt like for a lot of years, the Galaxy have been incredibly reactive. And I think what we saw against NYCFC was an incredible amount of proactivity to not let NYCFC dominate game states and to basically say, hey, we're here. We're playing this game alongside you. Yeah, um, when Vanny subbed in Kleshton in the 81st minute, I mean, some would say at that point he would have been almost okay with a draw, but I don't quite see that because you look at Alvarez coming in in the 67th minute and Grancier coming in in the 75th minute, and you know you have to take Kostov uh, and Cabral, and those are those are the attack. And I know that as as the games progress, your that attack is gonna keep coming, and but those subs were key to be able to go on the attack and get that that goal, but also um, just making sure that the Galaxy are not just going to sit back and, and try to just write it out, you know? Um, but, I mean, obviously, like, Galaxy games of the past made me feel like, 
Um, I understand that after we score a goal, even though it's already the 90th minute, you're still kind of holding your breath like, well, you know, there's X amount of minutes of stoppage time because this is MLS and you're just kind of waiting till the whistle blows to celebrate like, yeah, we won, you know, it's over. Yeah, well, we almost had a second cool but special in the uh, 92nd minute. But what I would say is if you look at the substitutions, if if Vanny wanted to be pragmatic in this game, you look at, you know, you look down his bench, you've got Viafania, Leardom, Jalen Neal, Aguirre. But instead, he goes for Alvarez, Grancier, and Kleshin. That reads, and in Kleshin, you can maybe argue, yeah, he's a little bit more defensively savvy than the other two. And yeah, he's been here before because he's, he's so experienced. But none of those substitutions scream to me, hmm, I'm looking for the draw here. Like, mm-hmm. all those scream, I want three points. And I, I think maybe Greg Vanny went and, and went on a spirit journey in the offseason and, and decided <laughs> that, you know, that he wanted to be an attacking manager, or he, he didn't want to be as pragmatic as he was last year. But... How L.A. I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> he did. I do think that just the moves he made, the way that he handled this game tactically, there was no intention of ever drawing this game. The only outcome was to win this game. And I think that that focus and that drive, I think, is is refreshing this team that kind of, I think, struggled a little bit with that last year. Yeah. Um, one more note that I have, you know, as I'm reflecting on the game as we're talking about this. Um Revolution. So when he first joined the Galaxy, he was on fire, he was creative, he was getting shots, and that's not even his position. So when he took that shot and missed it right in front of net, it's almost like you guys are saying, can't be mad at him because that's not his position. I am happy that the Galaxy have 15 shots. I don't care that only six are on goal, you know? Yeah, I mean, Ryan, (laughs) the fact that Ryan Revolution scored six goals last season, I think, surprised him most of all like I think you know that he's got Marky Delgado he can play a little bit freer Marky's a little bit more toothy in the midfield if that makes sense um I I just I, I love that midfield balance I just think they're so good together they just know what he, they it's it's rare to see a double pivot it like that that have played what like three games together seem to know each other in a way that like you know you know when the guy next to you is gonna go when you need to stay and like I mean that relationship can only grow right and I think that's the most exciting thing about you know, one of the most exciting things about this team right now is that Marky Delgado and Ryan Revolution have created this this core that I don't think we've really had in a long time. Um, I will say, I also will give Nick DePew his props. I thought he was fantastic as well. Um, I thought, you know, Nick DePew is finally coming into his own, which I, I, I'm really excited to see because he's he's built like a brick house. Um, and him and Sega Kulobali could be mistaken for defensive linemen, but, you know. Um, but yeah, it, it just, it, it did just feel... I, just, I don't know how to explain it. it. It just felt like, oh, okay, you know, like this is what it's like to enjoy a game where like n- there was never like a very significant couple of moments where it was like, oh god, here we go. You know, it was like, okay, this is how it's supposed to be done. Yeah, absolutely. Um, looking ahead, as the Galaxy are going to face Charlotte, so I actually watched. Um, Charlotte play DC United. Now, DC United, obviously, were also a challenge for the Galaxy. Um, You know, that team stands on its own. And Charlotte being the underdog, you know, you want to see an expansion team be successful. Um, Watching that match, I'm, you know, using that, obviously, as my 
measuring stick for how they could fare uh, against the Galaxy. I'm obviously never going to be negative and say the Galaxy are not going to win this game in Charlotte. Um, playing away, at, at, you know, and possibly spoiling uh, Charlotte's home opener on Saturday. Um, I say, yeah, spoil away. Isn't that what the Galaxy do? But um, Charlotte themselves actually... It looked like to be their own enemy at times when they made mistakes or there were giveaways or, you know, the ball unfortunately bounced off of one of their own guys. But watching Charlotte, they had chances. They looked like they they could be tough. Yeah, I didn't think they played particularly poorly against DC. I think DC was just more ruthless and clinical in the game. Um, but I would say... I don't think DC played that well at all. And I, I don't think that's necessarily a credit to Charlotte. I just think DC looked bad. I thought, you know, they were misplacing passes through the center of midfield. You know, it, it wasn't, you know, Hernan Losada, who's so known for his, you know, his his pressing, his, you know, his team's speed and, and, and agility in the attack. I mean, only 47% possession. I mean, the pack, passing accuracy was 71%. I, DC United did not look good in this game. I don't have a lot of faith in Charlotte. I'm going to be honest. I... I I think they're not going to be Cincinnati level bad um, because I think few teams can possibly be, but they're going to be a little bit more Austin bad. Um, I do think the Galaxy are the are a better team than DC United at this point in time. Um, but you know, I look at the Charlotte team. I think there's there's some things that I like. I think Mackenzie Gaines looked fantastic in that game. I think DC didn't really have an answer for him. But the problem with Charlotte is that Miguel Miguel Angel Ramirez, who's their head coach, they, he's he's drilled this team. And remember, this is the same head coach that literally came out in the preseason and said, with this current roster, we're screwed, which is motivational speak, I guess. Um, but they, every single time they were in the attack, they just didn't move the ball fast enough. And I remember watching that game and looking at Mackenzie Gaines just breaking into space and being like, you got to find him. Like, you know, the, the outside backs are overlapping. They think your defense is bad. You know, Mackenzie Gaines is in space. You know, hit him. You know, like, get the pass to him. And I think... They don't move the ball well enough in attack for me to think that they will provide a credible attack for a Galaxy defense that I think played a much faster attack against uh, NYCFC. And I also think Marquis Delgado and Ryan Revolution are going to be a little bit more pragmatic than DC United was. Um, I'd also say I think you know they lack a solid number nine. They don't score enough goals. And I don't trust a defense that's built around Christian Fuchs at this point in time in his career. Um it should be a grand occasion. I'm here in Charlotte right now. Uh, Seventy-one thousand people was what we last heard, um, and 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 this and the city is is up for this. You know, uh, we were walking around tonight, and just you can see it everywhere. And we saw you know a bunch of people in Charlotte of Sea kits, and I just worry if the occasion, how hyped up it has gotten for a team that I don't think is nearly close to complete, nearly close to being polished. I just have concerns, and I think the Galaxy, again, I go back to this quiet confidence. The way they were talking about it today in the press conference, I don't think they're going to be intimidated. And, and Chicharito said, you know, it doesn't matter if you're playing, you know, if they support you or they boo you. You know, playing in front of 71,000 people is a beautiful thing. Like, if I'm Charlotte, I don't want to hear that quote, you know, <laughs> like the least most lethal striker, um, you know, saying that is, is a little bit of a concern. I will also say, looking at DC United's chances, yeah, the first is a, a PK that I'm going to be fully honest. Welcome to MLS, Charlotte. Our refs are horrible. <laughs> um, but I just don't... I, I, There's so many things that Charlotte really didn't do well that I think the Galaxy can capitalize on. I think you know they're going to get a lot of joy in behind the center backs. Um, if I'm the Galaxy, I put Chicharito on 
Christian Fuchs and just let him run all day. Um, but I, I do think I think this is going to be less of a test than NYCFC. Um, I mean, Charlotte, I think, could score a goal in this, but I, I don't really see them winning it. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm hoping that I'm just going to say worst case scenario, it is a draw for some fluky, weird reason that the Galaxy have to travel or the weather is bad or whatever excuse you want to come up with. But I, I, I'm not saying that Charlotte will be scoreless in that match, though. I mean, if if they keep up um, on the attack, I think that they could break through. But looking at the looking at that Charlotte team versus the way the Galaxy played against NYCFC, right? Mm-hmm. Does not, did did any part of you during that Charlotte match say, "Man, Cabral's going to get a lot of space in this game," or "Man, Raheem Edwards, if he's attacking into space, he's going to get a lot of space in this game," or the gaps they left between the two center backs? Man, that's Chicharito territory. Like there were so many moments in that game where I was like, "Okay, yeah, the Galaxy defense is is suspect to its moments," and I I think we saw that against NYCFC, but there was just so many times where Charlotte just. Didn't move the ball fast enough. Okay, well then the Galaxy press on that, and then all of a sudden Raheem Edwards is in space, and he's got Chicharito streaking in. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it was those kind of moments, and they did give away a lot of kind of suicide balls. Um, I, I, I point to the moment where um, uh, the Charlotte goalkeeper Polish, I cannot pronounce his last name for the life of me, kind of just hit the suicide ball like thirty yards upfield on the deck, and I'm like, hmm, okay, so Douglas Costa is going to be on the end of that, right? You know, like it just it was these 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 moments of miscommunication where. I think a DC United team that I don't know really where they are considering how many how many miles they had to run last year. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. versus a Galaxy team that is going as we saw against NYCFC is more than happy to take advantage of your mistakes. Charlotte basically has to play the game perfectly. They cannot make a single mistake because between Chicharito, Douglas Costa, Grandsir, Cabral, Victor Vasquez, I mean, name who you want to name. I mean, Marquis Delgado and even Ryan Revolution. Raheem Edwards as well, as we, we, we learned. They only need one mistake, as we saw against NYCFC. Mm-hmm. And Charlotte pitched about five or six of them that if a more opportunistic team had taken them, Charlotte, it could have been worse. And I think, and, and I, I, I agree with you, I think Charlotte played well against DC. But again, there was these, these, these things where it's like they didn't move the ball fast enough. You know, their goalkeeper was making really suicide passes. Those center backs were making suicide passes. A more opportunistic team is going to take advantage of those moments. And that's where I think the Galaxy are going to have a lot of joy against Charlotte. They're going to be able to take advantage of those moments because we've seen them do it. And I think just the way the Galaxy press, they're going to hound Charlotte from the first minute. You talk about the occasion that can go one of two ways. Either Charlotte plays up to the occasion or Charlotte plays down to the occasion in the sense that, oh my God, you know, what this is so intense. Because few people have played in front of 71,000 people, and that's a very young, unexperienced team. I just have my concerns for Charlotte on the day. Yeah, I was just thinking that I'm probably not going to double down on this match on my balls and beers. If y'all haven't started playing that, you need to. Um, it's it's We need to get more MLS people playing the game. It's not just about the Galaxy, you know? Um it's a unique league. Obviously, we want to see it develop and grow, which is why I am obviously not rooting for Charlotte against my team, but I want them to be a successful expansion team. Um, and and I was pleasantly surprised when I saw them playing initially. Yeah, let me let me add a little bit of positivity for Charlotte fans because I know a lot of my Charlotte fan friends are going to be listening to this. Hi, all. I will see you on Friday. The way that the positioning map looks like, it looks like Tito Ortiz dropped real deep. And then basically put himself on top of the the defensive midfielder, and then basically was just pinging long balls to you know 
uh, to Mackenzie Gaines um, and, and the other uh, outside winger. That can work against the Galaxy because the Galaxy love to be so attacking with their fullbacks. I mean, we talked about it earlier in terms of player positioning with, you know, the player position map saying, you know, Araujo and uh, Raheem Edwards were basically on the halfway line. The problem is that I think Sega Koulibaly and Nick DePew are a little bit more mobile than people give them credit for. And if you're going to try and get in one-on-one defending against them, well, the thing about it is, too, if you're going to sit your number 10 that deep on the halfway line, well, if I'm Greg Vanny, what do I do? Ryan Revolution, Marky Delgado, take your pick. All right, cool. Guess what you're doing today? You're literally making sure he can't make a pass. And then what happens? You know what I mean? Like, figure, make Charlotte figure it out from there. And I think DC United didn't do a good job of putting enough pressure on Tito Ortiz. I think the Galaxy are going to do a very good job of doing that. And that's kind of where my concern for Charlotte in terms of moving forward as an attacking unit kind of lies. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been uh, Season 4, Episode 4. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, can't wait to record next week to see what comes out of Charlotte. Make sure to look for me on TV in Charlotte. (laughs) 